You're listening to Casey Forum with Kathy Quinn. Public affairs with an entertaining spin. Hey everyone, Kathy Quinn here. Podcast number 16. Yes, here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, We like to talk about things going on in and around the community. It is public affairs with an entertaining spin. Casey Forum, that's what it is. So thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk about... um, a project, a mission project that helps families and people with special needs in their families. And I have a wonderful family. Mom, Sharon, has Ellie and Dan. And I knew them when they were very, very young. I've been years since I interviewed them. They have their own apartments now. Um, they have their jobs. They're living wonderfully full lives. And it's all because the mission project helps. So we'll find out about the mission project in a moment. And then talking about... Um, the Benilde Hall, they are asking for help for folks out there because uh, there is um, a center, downtown Kansas City, Bartle Hall, where they have a warming center where folks who are homeless, houseless, have been staying, and now they're going to be closing it down because it's not cold anymore. So these people need help. And so uh, what we're going to be talking about is Ken is asking you know, for the public's help and for other organizations who have services who can help to come on down. And there's really a cute program. It's a cow program, milking a cow. Have you ever done that? Well, a lot of us city girls, city boys have never seen it before. But we have Carrie Hamilton, who uh, takes her cow around Lulabelle and teaches people about milk, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. And we're also going to be celebrating International Women's Day by talking to a woman who has a business on the plaza. It's been there for years and years. What's her secret? We'll find out coming up. All right, so this is our podcast, and we are welcoming Sharon Walker. She's going to talk about the Mission Project. And Sharon, what's so interesting, and if you guys hear background noise, you know, it's a real life. You know, Sharon is a busy, busy person. Um, You work with KCK School District. You have dogs, and all of us do. But, I mean, this is life. Isn't it crazy during the pandemic, Sharon? Yes, it has um, certainly put a few extra challenges on our plate handling (laughs) the the things that come up and how we have to adjust. It's just crazy. So I met you many years ago when your children were young and now they're adults and they're with the Mission Project, which is about 17 years old, started by uh, several different families who had children who had special needs. You have two children with special needs. They're fabulous. I just love them, Dan and Ellie, and they are just, just grown up into wonderful people. Okay, so Mission Project, what has it done for your life? Oh, it has enabled um, me to, you know, in a way sort of outgrow parenting, (laughs) if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're independent, they can, you know, they live on their own and they make their meals and they go to and from work and take care of their personal care needs and all of those things. Um, And I don't need to oversee all of that. They have their own apartment and... That enables me to spend more time with my career and social life and those things that usually happen when your kids um, kind of grow up and out. (laughs) And and it gives them, I mean, you can just see and feel the confidence that they have. You know, when your daughter said, yeah, I have my own apartment. I live with my brother. It's great. Absolutely. The pride they have at, um, you know, living an independent adult life, they they know that they're doing it. You know, they, they have their apartment and they manage, um, like I said, their work and their meals and their social life. And um, yeah, they absolutely are thrilled to, you know, just be independent adults. That's great. Now, uh, So to let the audience know that they have Down syndrome and it's not stopped them one bit. They live a normal life. 
the Mission Project has made this possible. The Mission Project helps you with whatever you need. I mean, it just seems like, you know, training, getting you a job, helping you get an apartment. What a wonderful, it's kind of almost like a concierge, <laughs> you know, of, yes. of, of things and services that you're looking for. Absolutely. Like the, the transportation is key. Um, Mission Project Transportation Company has provided um, more than 5,000 rides for 30 participants in the program to and from work. There are a few participants who are even able to walk to their jobs um, in mission, but most of them need transportation, so that's key. There's also um, a personal care assistant um, branch that um, hires personal care assistants to then help participants with um, extra needs, shopping or laundry or cooking or whatever they might need help with, and there are um, a multitude um, of different activities um, and clubs and things to get involved with to um, have a fulfilling social life um, and keep learning and growing. And, and to have somebody just like me, to have a friend, to, I mean, your, your son, oh my gosh, Danny, I think he's, is he, 20, <laughs> is he 24? He is 24, good memory. Okay, yeah. and then she's 29. 27. Well, she said 29, but she's actually 27. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See? See? Yeah. So he was so proud. He go, he was, while we were doing our live interview last week, he got a phone call. He goes, oh, that was my best friend. We're best friends yeah. forever. Yeah. Aw. Just, it just yeah. makes it like it's a normal life. They're normal kids. They have these special needs, but they can, they can do things. Absolutely. I mean, last night they were able to um, kind of organize a dinner with some of their friends who have been vaccinated and um, they cooked a pizza together and watched a movie. And, you know, it was, um, you know, a, a normal young adult life that we, we want for our kids. So 17 years ago, did you have any idea before 17 years ago? Did you did, were you just thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do to make these you know, kids become independent adults. It would be tough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, I had a vision, but it was very vague, and I just um, kept <laughs> working on it. You know, um, a lot of social, emotional, you know, independent skills while they were growing up and, you know, being able to manage themselves. And then um, we were, they both had a college experience. Ellie went to the University of Central Missouri with the Thrive Program. Oh. So she lived in a dorm for two years um, in Warrensburg at the University of Central Missouri. And then um, Dan went to UMKC here in town with the Propel Program, again, stayed in a dorm. Um, and that is, you know, it was a, a great help um, to have that in-between um, independent, you know, apartment living even though they do get some support still it's just that those initial steps of mm -hmm. <laughs> of branching out were very helpful what did you instill in your two children to tell them hey there's no limit to anything you can do you can do whatever you want just set your mind to it because that's what I get from them yeah I, I don't know you know I've been blessed with great friends and their kids and um you know who their peers that they grew up with that, um, you know, Dan's friend that he speaks of now, you know, <laughs> early on, you know, Dan didn't get to cheat in Foursquare, you know, he didn't get to go to the front of the line. And right. These really normal things that they, you know, learned to, um, people had high expectations around them. Um, and, you know, the kids rose to it and have been able to navigate. So um, it's enabled, you know, where we are now. 
And so That's the fantastic. And so the mission project, how has the pandemic put a crimp in it or has it? Um, well, it absolutely has. I mean, it's um, put a big crimp in our fundraising for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't been able to have any events or activities. It has um, largely just been donations straight to the organization um, through, you know, fundraising drives, um, you know, and online donations, those kinds of things. Um, for participants, they haven't had in-person meetings for a year. Um, a, a, almost all of them are fully vaccinated with the, um, two, two vaccinations in the waiting period after. So they're just starting to do a, a few small things, but it's been um, figuring out Zoom and making sure that they have, you know, the technology to be able to engage in that. Um, right now they're doing a virtual art club um so the the woman who runs the art club needs to distribute all of the art materials to all of the participant apartments so things like that we can't set materials out in the room Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and gather so they still do art club but it's taken a lot of uh, creativity and a lot of organization and dedication to keep programming going um for the participants so we are talking to Sharon Walker, whose uh, two young adult children are living wonderful, normal lives, independent lives. They have jobs. You know, we have to give a, a shout out to where they work because it's fabulous that they're um, allowing and, and, and having, a, you know, custom, what, do you, what would you say, uh, customizing a job for them? Yeah, so they're um, both employers. So um, Dan works for Fairway Market, um, and that was, he originally worked for uh, McGonagall's Market and then Fairway purchased McGonagall's um, a year ago, February. And then uh, Fairway Market hired him. Um, and, you know, he really is able to do the tasks and jobs that he can do. You know, he mm-hmm. they have a, you know, a task list for him daily, and he's able to do that. And we've got some supportive employment job coaching that helps out. And then Ellie... Um, works for CBiz on the plaza on the operations team. And her, her job has shifted quite a bit. She used to work in the, um, like setting up conference rooms with uh, drinks and food and different things like that. And now she does, um, as she said in the interview, a lot of wiping down, (laughs) but both these, uh, or, you know, folks have been able to get them back to work. Um, Ellie also works, um, for the down syndrome guild and for a long time, they were, able to give her a few things to do virtually, and now we're just waiting to get back with them, too. Um, they've rolled back some employees, and uh, they're building a new building, so um, we're great. all in the process of, of outgrowing this pandemic, I think, oh and trying goodness. to get back to normal life. And so uh, the Mission Project, their headquarters are there in uh, Mission, Kansas, and it's just uh, a lovely, lovely, uh, I love it that the families all started it. There was a need, and they got into it, and there there it is. And you guys are all helping each other, which is great, Sharon. And thank you so, so very much for sharing your story with us. I can't wait to see what these two do in future. Another 20 years, we'll see each other. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for drawing attention to Mission Project, and um, we appreciate you know your uh, advocacy on our behalf. Thank you very much. Very good. And what, what's a website where they can find out the late the next fundraising event or effort um missionproject.org missionproject.org all right you give them a big hug for me because i think they're okay. both two wonderful wonderful young adults oh thank you it's okay, great to sure. see you again all right, all right take Talk good care soon. okay we Bye-bye. got more on the way stay with us
Hang on, there's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. Back now with KC Form. Recently, I had the chance to meet uh, Carrie Hamilton at her farm. It was so really neat. Uh, lots of dogs, cats, goats, uh, cows, geese, ducks. It was really, really neat. But Lulabelle the cow is one of my favorites. Now, she takes Lulabelle around to teach schools, to teach people about the nutrition of milk, how cows are milked, and just really, really interesting. So I asked her why she thought this program was important for people to know about. It's so important to teach kids where the milk comes from and how it ends up on their table, all the nutrition and nutrients in it, and how well the animals are taken care of. I think it is so important for everyone to know that the dairy industry is so clean and loving and that these animals are so well taken care of. And you can see clearly by Lulabelle, the way she acts, that she's a very, very spoiled cow. Yeah, it's so fun. What's the response been like from the classes that you've had already? Oh, please don't leave. I get a lot of that. Wait, just five more minutes, just five more minutes. Can you come back? Can you please come back? And they love the interaction with her. They love to see that it actually comes from her body. And then it feels good to give the milk. And it feels good that we can process it and share it. It's um, such a clean process. They get to see that and how easy it is. It's such an easy thing for the cow to be milked. She lives right here on the farm. They ask about her daily life and they, they love that my daughter reads books with her or takes her on a walk. They love that she interacts with our whole family. So it's really a wholesome, it's really good. And plus the milk is so good for these little kids, for your growing bones. I have so many teachers looking at me like, I did not know that. I, I didn't know that's how fast it happened. I love all the information, but mainly the response is, can you come back tomorrow? Do you have to leave? Yeah. And a lot of kids say, can I pet her? <laughs> it's a lot of that. Can we love her too? Yeah. Thank you very much, Carrie Hamilton. So much fun. If you want to find out more, go to my Facebook page. It's Kathy Quinn, Fox 4 News, and I have the info there to get in touch with Carrie if you'd like to have Lulabelle visit your school. We got more on the way. Don't go away. Hang on. There's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. All right, joining me now here on my podcast, number 16, incidentally, is Ken Vick, an old friend, executive director of Benilde Hall. And we are talking about, not therapy goats today, Ken. I'd like to, because that's the last time we talked to you. How are the goats doing, by the way? The goats are doing really good. Uh, they're thriving. Uh, they think they're starving, but their bellies say they're lying. So they're, they're doing well. Isn't it funny with all that? They're always begging for food. And, and then the roosters, I understand, uh, Mark Alford, the rooster's doing very well. He's doing great, strutting and crowing and just as happy as can be. Oh, man. Wait a minute. That's the guy in the studio. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the one out in your field. Now, yeah. Now, talking about the hall, just kind of remind everybody about, about the work that you do. And this is something very, very close to your heart. Very close to my heart. Uh, we work with uh, homeless men in Kansas City that have substance use disorder and other mental health concerns. And what we try to do is help them get back on their feet, um, become really healthy, active members in society, and learn how to enjoy life again. A uh, little over half of our guys, we 
we house over 100 guys, and a little over half of them are, are veterans. Uh, we have veteran programs, and so it's it's definitely a blessing to be able to work with the with gentlemen, get them, get them going again. I, I'm a person in long-term recovery myself, so yes, it's very close to my heart. I was going to say, you know where they're coming from. 100%, yeah. Gosh. D- yep. d- does that help them relate to you when you're trying to help them? It does tend to open the door when they when they realize that first off I was homeless at one point I've gone through prison and and gotten sober and, and cleaned up and and when they see that that I can do it and I'm not smarter than they are by any means um, it's just you know I've been working at it a little while it opens <laughs> the door quick and they and they listen quicker so yeah it's 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 definitely a help it's almost like you had to go through that unfortunately but fortunately for these guys. <laughs> Because now this is your, your, your job, your career, and this is what you're doing. I mean, you have to go through that to be able to be better at what you're doing. I think it adds knowledge. It adds some stuff that just going to school doesn't give you. So, yeah, it definitely makes me better at what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't throw away the school that I'm doing either for anything. So That's great. You know, you, you kind of got a hold of me over the weekend to talk about uh, your concerns with what's happening at Bartle Hall. Tell me what the problem is right now. Well, we've had the warming center, which is, has been a blessing, and they've served, I think, 300-plus uh, uh, homeless uh, people in the Kansas City area, and now they're getting ready to close it. And so uh, I've had uh, people reach out to me and say we would like programs to come down and try and help the, the people that are being served there get services because they're homeless, but they've been sleeping there. And as of, I think, next Wednesday, of all days, um, they're going to close it, which means they're not going to have a place to sleep. And so we're trying to get different programs and everything. Restart has been a a huge factor in this. Uh, Stephanie Boyer is actually who uh, contacted me and invited me. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a wonderful lady, great program. Mm -hmm. Um, But we need more people out there, more programs out there, so we can actually help some of these people not just be straight back on the street. Do you think they should leave it opened longer, or what are you saying? No, I, I I think maybe they should leave it open a little longer so some of our programs had more time. I don't think – I didn't get notified about it until Wednesday, and I believe Stephanie was the same. Uh, so we haven't had time to schedule or, or set things up. And would another week or two help? Absolutely, because there's a lot of programs in Kansas City that won't be there because they didn't know about it. That's kind of why I reached out to you, because I know you have a passion for helping people. And I figure if we get the word out there, maybe we can get some more beds and some more help for, for our own community. All right. So what, what the, the mic is open right now. I'm going to try to do something on Monday morning to talk about this. So it's going to be closed by Wednesday. What are you looking for? Services. Uh, Counseling services, uh, beds for sure, transitional living centers, uh, and they need to be a wide variety, anywhere from people with substance use disorders to mental health disorders to people that are just in economic hardships. Um, We need programs that have space uh, in Kansas City that can add a helping hand, even if it's just one person. If we can get services to one more person, I know that when we were there Friday, we actually have one of the gentlemen that was down there already enrolled in my program, and he's already there. So 
We're looking to do that again. We'll be there Monday morning and Tuesday morning from 8 until noon trying to make sure that we get services. And I think the more programs that we can get down there to, to lend a helping hand, the more people we can serve. Can the general public help you at all? Um, they can always help with donations and whatnot, uh, contacting uh, like Benilde Hall, um, Unfortunately, you know, the, we're, we're helping homeless people without insurance, without anything, and so our funds are always limited. Mm-hmm. So finding funds are, are important. The general public uh, could definitely help by donating to a, a restart, to Benilde Hall, a Healing House, uh, different places like that that actually house people. Um, other than that, I would just say the general public could help a lot just by simply starting to help us break the stigma of what it looks like to be homeless and and struggle because you know people struggle and that's just the way life is and 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 it's not because they're lazy and it's not because they they don't they just they're there's something in their life that that's making them this way right right okay Uh, it's it's not what they normally see on tv as far as you know these guys are just criminals and all this stuff and lazy don't want to work a lot of these people really want to work there's just some struggles that they haven't figured out how to get through and if we can help them in the right direction they'll be able to make changes i mean i've seen it so many times that it's just amazing and the more that they know people care the more likely they are to work a little harder too Thank you very much, Ken Vick, and good luck to you, and keep in touch, and we'll try to get this out to let everybody know all about it. Thank you. I appreciate your time. All right. And what's your number, by the way, or where could they, you know, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I should have asked you that. Uh, my work number is 816-842-5836. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You have a wonderful time. we got more on the way. Stay with us. Hang on, there's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. International Women's Day. Well, we talked to several women who own businesses in the area and found someone who's very, very fascinating. They all are. Ursula Tarasi. She used to be in the banking business and now has, obviously, Tarasi living in Scandia down on the plaza. It was a dream of hers to own a business like that. So she left the banking business and, you know, decades later, here she is on the plaza. Well, it is a passion. I always loved design. My job, as in the, I was a, a, um, vice president, a senior vice president of marketing for an international bank, a North American operation that they had here. And, of course, design, I always had a passion for design. And, you know, it's one of those things where my friends would ask me to, what color paint should I paint my living room? What should I do with this and that? It was just fun, you know, just fun. And so when this came up, you know, for um, when, you know, we were able to purchase it, um, I thought, wow, this could be my dream come true. And I always want to know my own business. And this was it. And of course, the plaza had a lot to do with it, as I said, uh, you know, previously, that it's, um, it's, it's a very European ambiance. And Europeans, are basically, the, the, the philosophy of our store is basically a European philosophy, that, you know, you buy to last, not to discard, and you can enjoy things year after year, 
without um, you know, repurchasing. And when you do, you can add to it. And you know, one of the downsides of that is that our customers um, come back, you know, they don't come back right away. <laughs> Maybe they don't come back for five or 10 years, but they do come back. And we always have, we keep all the records. We know what they bought even 10, 15 years ago. And we go through what, what is it that's, that's new that they'd like. But we try to use some of the things that they already have because we're really about that. We really are. Finally, what advice would you give to other women out there? Well, that would want to start a business. Um, first of all, it's a 24-hour job. It, it doesn't, it's not easier than a corporate job. It's more, you know, it's, it's more intense. And then someone gave me the opinion of, because if you want to start your own business, make sure you like to scrub toilets because you have to do everything, right? You have to, you know, you go do the buying, you do the marketing, you do PR, you help with sales, you do whatever. And of course, the joy of working with the team that we have, because to me, that's really, really important because if they're happy, then your customers will be happy. And uh, so that's really important. We have staff that has been here for 18 years. But I mean, some are 15. you happy? Very much so. I love Kansas City. I love our customers. They're so loyal to us. And this year, they really showed our loyalty, and we're so grateful for that. And again, the plaza does such a fantastic job. I think keeping a good relationship with your landlord, with your vendors, because when you need them the most, they're there for you if you have a good relationship. So it's a relationship building. That's what it's about. Would you do it again? Absolutely. I would not miss out on this experience. You know, and being involved in the community, you know, you have to go beyond your store and understand what the community is about. How can you help your community grow? How can you enhance the quality of life in your community? And I feel we do that. You know, we try to get involved in as many things as we can. Perfect. Uh, one more thing. How will you celebrate International Women's Day? Being with you. This is fabulous. <laughs> and it was fabulous. Thank you so very much, Ursula. Go into her shop. It is just gorgeous. I hope you enjoyed podcast number 16. That is it for us this week. I'm Kathy Quinn, executive producer, Katie Connors, associate producer, Andrina Byrne, the elders, allowing us to use their music. And then we've got also an associate producer, Kian Byrne, as well. And then KQKC Broadcasting Music and Educational Foundation help us get all this together, as well as we want to thank Fox 4 for uh, posting this as well. And just thank everybody out there, all of our guests. It's just been a great time. And as always, uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, tell you what, we're going to end with music, which we always do. Here is Sing That Song from Key and Burn. Until next time, see ya.
by your side I can take you Take you for a ride We can leave now There's no use turning back Look where you're at Think of what you Sing that song, sing that song, we sing together. Sing